Welcome to an emergency episode of Section 138. Kevin Gosman is a Toronto Blue Jay. The Blue Jays signed him to a five-year, $110 million deal. Um, not yet official, but reported a couple minutes ago, a couple hours ago. Who knows? Time passes when you're having fun. But Jeff Passan dropping the bomb and it being confirmed by essentially everyone. Kevin Gosman is a Toronto Blue Jays. Bryson, Jacob, how are you guys? Can I just say that we we might need a CBA expiry date every single year because the off season in general has been insane to this day and to this very moment. And this is something that we're not used to seeing, but yes, a bombshell tonight, the Jays had Kevin Gosman, something that's been going on for the last couple of years in terms of their interest. They finally get it done today, a year later, he is a Toronto blue Jay. And now when you look at it, this rotation is now set up long-term, which is great news. Jacob, how are you feeling? It may be a Sunday night, but I think a lot of Blue Jay fans are going to be popping champagne uh, in the coming minutes and coming hours. And yeah, you mentioned the rotation. Uh, I'll get into it a little bit later, but there's a, a, a multitude of large numbers beside basically all five of their starting pitchers, or four of them, but mainly five, but we'll get into it. The rotation is set. The Blue Jays get their one of their guys, and... I got to be honest, I think this is the exact same as the Robbie Ray deal. So it's it's perfect in my opinion. You get a you get a good pitcher who was very good this season. Bit of a shaky track record, but you know what? As somebody on Twitter and as the YouTube viewers will see, Pete Walker exists and the Blue Jays, you know what? This this might be one of the better Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins deals if I'm being honest. Wow. Okay. Jacob getting right to it. He's not holding back. Uh, yeah, let's go around the horn. Bryson, what are your thoughts on this deal? First thoughts and first impressions on five years, $110 million. Well, first of all, we were talking about this. Actually, we haven't really mentioned Gosman a lot this winter, and I, we all know how fans kind of have their feelings about when we talk about people being interested. So I guess until we had more traction towards something, we just didn't get it around to it because of the timing. We are now kind of talking about him a lot here, and obviously, rightfully so. But when you look at him, currently 30 years old, we knew that as of yesterday from somebody reporting it, it was likely going to be five years that he was able to get on the market. When you look at that initially, you kind of scratch your head a little bit. There is some kind of, you know, a little bit of a question mark with the term. However, when the salary came out tonight at 110 per, or sorry, 110 in total, um, it is pretty pretty acceptable i am because of in because of the salary i am a fan of this deal because we know he probably or actually we don't we know this for sure as there was a recent report that the new york mets actually offered gosman more money to go there so take it as you want but two straight years as i see it where the jays officially own steve cohen in the winter because <laughs> the jays beat them at mets out for george springer they beat him out for kevin gosman but the term of or not the term the salary of this deal Paying him, I think it's $22 million per year. 
for me, that is a really good deal. And I really, I really am a big fan of that. Five years again, who knows what those final couple years will look like. But for the immediate future, you have Kevin Gosman, who, Jacob, you mentioned it right off the top. A little bit of a shaky back, um, kind of a track record. But over the past couple of years... He has really found his groove, and he's really become a pitcher that's been reliable. You go from a guy who was pretty much on waivers to a guy that's getting $110 million in a span of a couple years. That is pretty impressive, and he, he's he been inconsistent as well early from earlier on into his career until kind of later on. Uh, 2020 is really when the turnaround started, and of course, that is also the year when I mentioned at the top that the Jays were actually interested in him. And he decided to go back to the Giants in 2021 on the qualifying offer. It turned out to pan out well for him. But around that time is when he really found his groove. He was an all-star this year. And you look at the numbers he put up in 33 starts, a 281 ERA this year with the the San Francisco Giants. A 5.4 war for a starting pitcher. That's always good. He won a lot of games. He's going to win a lot of games here. And uh, for him, it's just he's a solid second pitcher in this rotation as it stands right now. You have... Uh, Jose Barrios, you have Kevin Gosman, you have Alec Manoa, you have Hunjin Ryu, and that fifth spot is going to be up for grabs. But as of now, I think it's safe to maybe predict as of now that could potentially be Nate Pearson's spot. Lots of debate. We'll have lots of discussions about that fifth starter in spring training. But the point of this is you have four guys locked up long term. And when you look at the turnaround of this rotation, especially by the, or at, at this time last year, it's just crazy to see that the Jays have prioritized themselves on pitching we know the money they've spent on this pitching and now this is something that you don't have to worry about every single winter this is locked up long term and Kevin Gosman is a guy that Jays have always wanted and it just shows the amount of interest they've had and also his whip Kevin Gosman I want to make make it clear too just over one a pretty spectacular year for him last year with the Giants he's going to come over here he's going to be a very big piece of this rotation I really like the deal the term again iffy near the end however the salary makes up for it 22 million per year he could have gotten more we know this for a fact that they settle for 110 million dollars this is an absolute win for the blue jays i am just happy this did not happen at midnight first of all because the springer episode that we did it was around midnight i could not sleep no matter what and it's it's currently just approaching 10 p.m so Hopefully the Leafs don't disappoint after this amazing, amazing situation for the Blue Jays. But just before I go on my reaction, I want to elaborate on what I said when I mentioned that this is similar to the Robbie Ray deal. And it's basically you have two guys, fantastic seasons in 2022 or 2021, going into 2022 looking to get long-term deals. However, you're kind of questioning, is that worth it considering the track record the two have? And if the Blue Jays say this was Robbie Ray's name instead of Kevin Gosman, I think everybody would have said this is an amazing deal. I think we kind of have to view it as the same. And you can disagree with me to people listening. They can disagree and say that it's not the deal they should have made. I just think that these are two similar pitchers, maybe not similar in style necessarily, but the context surrounding them is very similar. But at the end of the day, the Blue Jays now have four of their five guys, and really five guys, their entire rotation is guaranteed for the next two seasons, but the rest of them, 80% of it is guaranteed for the next multiple. So you have Brios for eight, now Gosman and Manoa for five, Pearson for four. Honestly, like we talk about going into this season, in, or going into 2021, it was basically the pitching was what needed to get fixed and or, or worked on, and it was the it was the weakness of the team. 
I don't think that there's much of a weakness of this team anymore, to be quite blunt about it. It looks to be a completely well-rounded team, and it's now because of this. And is every single year of this deal going to be an absolute steal for the Blue Jays? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, he is an older pitcher, approaching 30, but so is so are guys like Barrios. You know, they're, I mean, he's a bit younger, but you're getting guys within that age for long-term. It's It's going to be... It's going to be a lot of fun, I think, you know, when you look at these guys. And it at the end of the day, this rotation, if you're... I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I always end up doing this. If you're oh, looking, no. you need to win four games. If you need to win four games... Oh, no. If, if you need to win four games, you have a solid one through four and probably a one through five that you could just throw in at in any given situation. Combine that with probably one of the best offenses in this... In, in, probably in the entire league... Oh man, Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro, probably the third or fourth straight year of just hitting it out of the park, no pun intended, in free agency and in the offseason. And honestly, they're just proving why they're probably the best front office in all of baseball. And it's because they see the team has needs, they see that the team needs to improve. What do they do? They improve. They needed offense, they needed veteran presence, they got it the last couple seasons, and it's just... You look at what this team now is because of the guys that Shapiro and Atkins bring in, and it's going to be a very exciting next probably four to five seasons. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to see what this rotation will look like now. Okay. We got through all that without <laughs> Jacob actually saying the words that we hear every single week. We know what he's <laughs> referencing, but four games, you need to win four games. You got these guys in the rotation. Yeah. This rotation. At one point, you know, you go back a year ago today, it was a weakness of this team. Today, it is a strength of this team. You have now in the rotation, Jose Brios locked up for seven years. You have now Kevin Gosman locked up for five years. You have Alec Manoa, who's just coming up as a rookie. You still got plenty of years of service time in him. You have Hinjun Ryu, who you have a couple years left on his contract, three years left. He's maybe not the pitcher he was a couple years ago, but he's still a solid number four starter. If you're talking about a guy like Kinjun Ryu being a number four starter, you know you're in a good situation. And then that fifth starter, maybe they add someone um, on a veteran-type deal. Maybe Nate Pearson competes for that spot. Maybe Ross Stripling slides into that. Whatever. Once you have those four guys at the top of your rotation and they're locked up for so many years to come, how can you complain? And it's not just... The starters. It's not just the rotation. The Blue Jays have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, George Springer, Jose Brios, Kevin Gosman, Alec Manoa, Nate Pearson, Jordan Romano, Tim Meza, and Kevin Biggio locked up for at least the next four years. Jansen, they got uh, Danny Jansen for the next three years, as well as Hernandez, Guriel, and Ryu for the next two years. The Blue Jays are seriously on track to be a team that is competing year after year just because of the base of players and the solid amount of players and service time they have left for all these guys. It is ridiculous how good this team is and how good this team looks for years to come. And this, this is a team that just won, what, 91 games? Like <laughs> This is a team that won more games than the team that won the World Series, is competing in the toughest division, and they just added Kevin Gosman. They've added other guys this offseason. They're still on the prowl for more guys and they have this base and if you just if, if you took 2021 and improved at the margins and said okay we're going to add a couple of relievers and that's it 
you probably end with a 94, 95, 96 win team. Now the Blue Jays are saying, okay, we're going to add a reliever or two. We're going to add these top-of-the-line guys, but we're also going to go out and add to the rotation and build on our strengths. How can you not be happy with Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins right now? How can you not be thrilled with the job they've done over the last five, six years to build the Blue Jays into the team they are today? It It's nothing but being happy right now for me and I, I think for most Blue Jay fans. This is an automatic thing where you come in now, you're in and you're out for long-term, like you were mentioning, Mark, where you expect this team to win. You have the expectations are through the roof. The expectations now are even higher than they were last year. And this has been a steady increase since uh, 2020. And it's been nothing but going up, which is great. And yes, the amount of work that they put in here to get this done, to turn this thing around, to continue to add on to it, it just shows how long a year makes. You know, the offense we know was basically set from the start. We have something we there's a position to fill now in terms of what happened earlier today that we'll talk about earlier or later on as well. But for this now, the starting rotation is completely solidified and it's going to be one of the it's the strength of this team and we know that. It turned into a strength very quickly and it's just crazy to believe that this team potentially still isn't even done adding pitching. There's still relievers that they're going to potentially still add. We know that they added one last night as well. With Yemi Garcia, this they still have work to do as much as they made a massive splash now. It's crazy to think about it. And this team could potentially be even better now within spring training than we're seeing tonight. This this still is not a complete uh finished product, which is very which is hilarious when you really think about it. But the amount of money to uh the Jays have always been kind of criticized in terms of how much they spent. They're legit. We know the amount of the amount of money that they're paying now. They have the Hunjin Ryu deal. We have the George Springer deal for one hundred and fifty million. The Jose Burrios extension that was just made at one hundred and thirty-one million. Kevin Gosman at one hundred and ten million, and more work to be done. It's it's crazy to believe that. And when you look at it now, again, this is a competitive team that could legitimately be in contention for the AL East next year. I'm not going to go as far ahead of myself like Jacob with the World Series, but I'm saying to win the division. <laughs> It is a realistic uh, prediction because last year when we said it, we all had the, well, yeah, I think we all had the the guess of a wild card if that was going to be it. And that was pretty, that was kind of the safe bet. But now when you think about it, a division is not out of the question here. This team is legit. I expect other teams to obviously get better. But the way this team is formed and structured and we saw it, it is a complete finished or it's complete. It's a product with full potential and with a lot of expectations. And on top of that, it's one of the fun or the most fun teams to watch in baseball. One of the most exciting teams to watch in baseball. So that's the best part I take of it. And of course the fact that Kevin Gosman decided to come here on a lower contract than go to New York, um, which was the other team also says a lot because we know the narrative of how nobody wants to come here supposedly. And the fact that this has changed over the past couple of years Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro are one of the reasons why this has changed over the past couple of years. And of course, the product on the field, but a lot of that has to do with Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro. But the funny thing is, there will still be somebody complaining about their decisions, which is an endless thing that we'll have to go through, which is crazy for me to believe. But at the end of the day, he comes here, he chooses to come here, and now this rotation solidified and they're going to be dominant next year they're going to be uh through expect great things from this rotation next year to put it at that uh to say the least i just want to quickly mention the irony of this situation is we mentioned how gosman kind of was stolen from the mets this rotation this blue jays rotation almost reminds me of the 2015 mets back when they were in the world series it it just it looks very very intriguing 
And you know what? If it if they have to steal him from the Mets, so be it. Because I cannot stand the Mets anymore after okay. seeing these, the last couple weeks of tweets. I think uh, I think if I remember correctly, actually there was no World Series in 2015. The Blue Jays. Um, I I can't remember something about the ALCS. They uh, <laughs> they were never eliminated or something like that. There's a vague memory in my mind about that. No. Um. Yeah. Like <laughs> everyone wants to be the Blue Jays right now, and that is an incredible feeling. And everyone wants to be on the Blue Jays, and I don't know the fact that the Mets gave up, were willing to give up more money for Kevin Gosman. And Kevin Gosman said, no, I want to be on the Blue Jays. I want to, I want to pitch in the Rogers Center, which has been historically hard for pitchers and historically hard for the Blue Jays to woo pitchers over to their team into their home ballpark. I want to pitch in the AL East, which we know is treacherous for pitchers of any kind, whether they're aces like Kevin Gosman or guys like Ross Stripling or Steven Matz. The fact that he chose the Blue Jays means everyone wants to be the Blue Jays right now, and it is so, so awesome for us as fans to watch this team and watch as it unfolds. Um, Let's talk, that's kind of like the big picture of all this stuff, what it means for the Blue Jays, how exciting this is. Let's talk the actual deal itself, because Jacob and Bryson, as you both mentioned, like there are some people who aren't happy with this deal. It's five years, $110 million. It's a guy who was phenomenal last season, but not as great in the second half as he was in the first half, doesn't have that same track record as some of the other guys on the free agent market do. Like, I mean, Max Scherzer is one of them. Robbie Ray doesn't have that um, track record, but he's another guy that people would probably prefer the Blue Jays sign over Kevin Gosman. Um, When we actually talk about this deal, do you guys have any reservations about it? Are you worried that this could be not as good as we hope it is? I think the best way to approach this is just look at it with cautious optimism because it's a good deal. Like I don't think that there's any denying that, especially when you have a guy who actually led the league with 33 starts last season. And actually, Robbie Ray, we talk about him, his 284 ERA. As we were just as I was scrolling through Twitter, I saw a comparison: a 284 ERA versus Kevin Gosman's 281 ERA. So a little bit better. I mean, you're like the. In 2021, these two guys, I think, were equal in terms of how good they were. Obviously, different leagues, so there wasn't really the Cy Young debate between the two of them because it didn't matter. But the biggest thing that I can say is understand that Kevin Gosman's going to be very good next season. I think that's fair to say. He's going to be good for most of the contract, if not all of it. But at the end of the day, it's not like the Blue Jays went out and got the top pitcher in the market and I think that's just the best way to put it and I have seen a few people as I scroll through Twitter that are saying this isn't this isn't the end of the world type of situation where they've just signed the best guy available they signed someone extremely good you just you, I think we gotta as the as, as we kind of settle in and really soak in everything that happened with the deal understand that this is this is basically another second or third starter in pretty much every rotation if not first in some rotations and that's just the best way I think you can put it and also as I mentioned at the very beginning do not forget the x factor of Pete Walker because we've seen what he can do with guys and honestly at this point you look at what he was able to do with Robbie Ray and even relievers and starters all throughout however long he's been with the Blue Jays but really especially since this new era of or since the rebuild has really completed and you get all these pitchers that are here now do not forget him because honestly 
you know, I mentioned be cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, give Kevin Gosman a spring training or five with Pete Walker, and it could be very, very exciting. And it's not even that much money, too. It's only a little bit over $20 million, which is around the average annual value for Barrios, a little bit more than Ryu. And at that, like, if you can finish out your rotation or around that, you know, have those those be your average annual values and have a have one of the top rotations in the league or at least the American League, I think that's a steal, honestly. And it it's it's definitely going to be a very intriguing uh, next couple of years for this team, especially, as I've said earlier, so many of these, pretty much everyone in the rotation is now set for the next four to five years, if not more. So going to be a very exciting time in Blue Jay land, and I cannot... I cannot wait to have that weird debate of who's going to be the opening day starter because I know it doesn't matter, but it's going to be interesting to see who's going to who's basically going to open up 2022 for this team. It's Jose Barrios. Agreed, it is Jose Barrios. Um, do you want to? Okay, I, I'll keep. Anyways, uh, I have. No yeah, idea. I mean, for Kevin Gosman, I mean, the thing I think I touched on at the beginning, where you know you have a little bit of a it's not you know completely it's not a complete concern right now it's just a little bit of a question mark not a big one but just a small one and that's just the term near maybe the end of it but again that kind of happens with all these long-term deals so it doesn't exactly um worry me too much because this is something that you deal with pretty much with everyone but the salary's there we know the salary's good we know he's dominant first of all his splitter is outstanding i'm watching highlights right now of him as i'm talking and that is something to be very excited about that turnaround when pete walker gets his hands on that that is going to be something that's very dangerous and second of all the one thing that i wanted to share too and it was funny i just saw it on twitter from jason stark the blue jays won more games than the atlanta braves who won the world series that is a team who also missed out of the playoffs, which is the Jays. These guys are now locked up. Um, when you look at it now, you know these guys in April with these four, because the Jays, we know that the pitching was lacking at the beginning of the year last year, which partially came down to a reason why they missed the playoffs, because of one of those games that they blew early on in the season. They enter April, opening day, with these four guys. They're going to be potentially even better than they were last year, and it's very exciting for that, which is why I look at it right now, and I look at it for the next two years, and I don't worry about this deal if Kevin Gosman performs the way he did last year or somewhat close to what he did last year and even the year before that. So I don't really have any concerns now. When we get to that bridge in the four or five years, which is still a long time away, then we'll see what happens with that. I mean, he is 30 years old, so you're going to expect some sort of regression by then. But again... We're here right now in a win-now moment for the next couple of years. There's no reason for anyone to be concerned as of now. That's that's the mindset I'm looking at it. The Jays are in it to win it. They're for real. We know this. They've proven it to the league. They did it in 2020 with flashes of it. They really took the next step last year, and they're going to take another step next year. They have potential to do that. So to answer your question, Mark, no, I don't have a lot of concerns as of now the only minor question mark is in long term which is the uh which could be the term of that the salary makes up for it which is why i'm happy with the deal overall and of course you know it's just something that i'm not looking forward to i'm looking forward to 2022 three 2024 a world series in those next three years i sound like jacob but that's that's basically (laughs) the mindset you're in it to win it and um you know it if people are upset with the deal, people complain when they don't sign people. They complain when they do sign people. You know, it, it, for me, it doesn't make a difference. I mean, I just, I look at it, I look at it from both sides, and I realize that people complain about it too when the Jays don't sign anybody. So which one is it? And we've gone over that before as well. 
Kevin Gosman's the Toronto Blue Jay, and people should be excited. Bottom line. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think there is, like, we would be foolish if we didn't acknowledge that there was some sort of risk and some sort of concern with a deal like this. You're committing $110 million to someone over five years. Like, we don't, like we don't know what next week is going to hold for baseball with the CBA, let alone the next five years. So there's obviously a lot of risk that goes into it for the Blue Jays, and there are concerns with Kevin Gosman. Like, I mentioned his first half, second half splits this season. 1.73 ERA in his first 18 starts, and then a 4.42 ERA in his last 15 outings. Those are the kind of numbers that are cause for concern. You go back to his track record, 2020, kind of where the turnaround started for him. It was a solid season for him with the uh, the his first year with the Giants, 3.62 ERA in 12 games, 10 starts. That's a 3.09 FIP, so a little bit better there. But then you go before that, and his numbers have never really been phenomenal. 5.72 ERA in 2019, a 3.92 ERA 2018, going back to 2017, 4.68, year before 3.61, 4.25, 3.57. So he's never really been consistently good. And his FIP for the first part of his career, at least, hovered around 4, 4.5, with his uh, the, the past few years being between 3 and 4. So... There's concerns that he maybe isn't for real, if you want to call it that way, a one-hit wonder. But those concerns exist with every free agent deal you're going to get, and a lot of the periphery numbers hold up when it comes to the Blue Jays and signing him and giving him $110 million. Um, He finished second in the league last season in swings and misses, second only to Robbie Ray. It was Robbie Ray with 527 swings and misses, Kevin Gosman 492, and Max Scherzer 487. So they were right up there, number two in the league. Um, Since 2020, we're getting into a little bit of the weeds here and maybe cherry-picking stats, but since 2020, Gosman owns the sixth-best adjusted FIP among qualifiers. Um, He has a higher whiff percentage than Garrett Cole over that rate and a lower expected slugging rate than Marcus Stroman. He's got the numbers to back it up. Whatever concerns you might have about the track record, about his second-half numbers last season, he has the numbers on the outskirts, on the periphery, to back up his performance. So yes, there's always going to be risk. There's always going to be a factor of what if this goes wrong? What happens if What happens if his transition back into the AL East doesn't go as planned? What if pitching in the Rogers Center instead of the very pitcher-friendly park of San Francisco doesn't go well? What if that transition is flawed? There's always going to be those questions, and there's always going to be those concerns, and it's possible there is a world where all this doesn't go the Blue Jays' way, and they end up shooting themselves in the foot with this deal. And we should acknowledge that, but on the whole, every deal is a risk, and I think this is a risk worth taking for the Blue Jays because it's going to improve their team so much over next year, the years after, and it sets them up perfectly for the next few years to... You can shoot me, Jacob, for saying this, but next few years for winning the World Series. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen with this core group of players, and all I can say is I will show up as early as I need to be for that parade if uh, or when it eventually happens, because at this point it's a matter of when, not if, and I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but it could be within the next, ca- not cal- I don't know how to describe it, but it could be within the next dozen or a couple dozen of months. <laughs> okay. Well, another thing I do want to mention that kind of, I guess, bolsters the Blue Jays' case for signing Kevin Gosman is the fact that this is not like a new thing for them. It's not like they just woke up this morning and decided they loved Kevin Gosman and wanted to sign him. 
Um, this has been kind of a long love affair for the Blue Jays over the past two, three seasons. Um, they were trying to pursue him last offseason. Apparently, according to Ken Rosenthal, they offered him a three-year deal in the $40 million range um, before he accepted that one-year qualifying offer with San Francisco. Um, they were pursuing him last offseason, pursuing him this offseason. The fact that they've seen him for so long, seen something they liked in him and wanted to bring him to the Blue Jays, I think that's a case in point that this deal is well-founded and that the Blue Jays are getting something that they truly believe in and they think, you know, the Pete Walker effect, whatever else, they think he's going to pay off for the Blue Jays. Absolutely. And you see Pete Walker trending on Twitter as of now. (laughs) People are already talking about it. So, And when you think about it too, I mean, I guess we're going to kind of bring it up now. This deal likely, I guess... You know, one of the final nails in the coffin that Robbie Ray won't be back next year. I think it's pretty safe to assume that now. And obviously that's mixed feelings, mixed emotions for people. Uh, Jacob, you mentioned it early on about the, uh, Robbie Ray as well. So, you know, you look at it, I think from a standpoint, the Jays definitely paid less because Robbie Ray is going to get more. That's the obvious thing. And second of all, you know, maybe them thinking that a better long-term bet goes to Kevin Gosman over someone like Robbie Ray. I think maybe that's also a reasoning for why they went down this road. And uh, it's just, it's going to suck though, because we all know how important Robbie Ray was, the tight pants, the grunt runner for the Cy Young Award, as Jacob said it. And I finally get the joke like that now. So it's it's mixed feelings because of that with Ray, but um, they ultimately decided to take the long-term bet on uh, Kevin Gosman and uh, they have their reasons for it and we're going to see if it really is going to work out in the end because that is something that will be determined over the next five years because I'm sure Robbie Ray is going to get something around there five or six years he's going to get something similar a little bit more of an average salary and a total salary so we will see what happens with that but um, either way the starting rotation is locked up long term that's the important thing. I think that's really why the nail really is on the coffin is could the Blue Jays afford Robbie Ray I mean maybe probably not considering who's gonna start coming off the books in terms of rookie deals soon but there's no way uh you you just have the space for Robbie Ray in that rotation if you have Kevin Gosman yeah I I mean the door is still open for Robbie Ray (laughs) never say never but yeah like it's pretty much done for Robbie Ray and the Blue Jays which sucks and I mean Marcus Simeon yeah that's another thing that sucks losing him to the Texas Rangers of all teams, like it, it's never a good feeling and it sucks to lose those players. Um, especially, I don't know, Marcus, Sim- losing Marcus Simeon. I was really frustrated about that. Not because the Blue Jays should have offered that deal to him because it is more than they were willing to pay for someone like Marcus Simeon, but it just sucks to lose such a pivotal player in the success that the Blue Jays had last year. It's such, it sucks to lose a guy who is so respected by all of his teammates it's a real bummer to lose out on someone like Marcus Simeon. It's going to real be a real bummer when the Blue Jays most likely lose out on someone like Robbie Ray. But these are decisions that the front office has to make, and they're choosing their path right now. And, I mean, the hot stove right now is crazy busy. I've never seen this many deals go down in this rapid of succession. And, I mean, we'll see what happens. We still got a couple days until December 1st. So still a couple days for more things to happen with the Blue Jays. Maybe we'll be back here tomorrow night recording another emergency podcast. Who knows what'll happen. So, um, yeah, it's it's a crazy ride, and it sucks to lose out on someone like Marcus Simeon. sucks to lose out on someone like Robbie Ray, but it comes with an upside, and the upside is getting Kevin Gosman. So 
We'll certainly look forward to seeing him in a Blue Jay uniform, and we certainly look forward to our next podcast, whenever that may be, assuming the Blue Jays don't make another big signing before Friday. Oh, Can I just cut you off quickly and double down to what you said from Mark Feinstein? He said, Why the crazy rush of deals this weekend? Multiple executives believe that if deals aren't agreed by tomorrow or by tomorrow night, it is unlikely that they can be completed with physicals. Uh, The CBA is expected to expire. It could be a crazy 24 hours. There is still a decent chance we are back here tomorrow night. So because of that, (laughs) I mean, we have to be ready, you know? It's very exciting, and it's absolute chaos. And Jeff Passan said a similar thing. The chaos is just starting, and it's going to run the whole gambit for the next 24 hours. So we are buckled in and ready to go, and we're going to clear our schedules for tomorrow if anything happens. But until then... You can support our podcast on patreon.com slash section138pod. I'm going to run through this as quickly as I can, but you can follow us on social media at section138pod. You can rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts, and you can watch our episodes on YouTube. If you watch them on YouTube, you can listen to them wherever podcasts are found. All right, late night podcast over. We're very happy with the Blue Jays right now. Who knows when we'll see you again, but we'll catch you then. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. 